Are you wanting to create a highly prosperous photography business doing what you love? Or maybe you have a great business already and want to up your game? Then you're in the right place. Master craftsman photographer Lucy Dumas and her guests are here to support you on your journey. Now here's your hostess and tour guide, Lucy. Challenges make you discover things about yourself that you never really knew. And that is a quote from Cicely Tyson. So hello, 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 and thank you so much for tuning in again to The Profitable Photographer. (sighs) I know this is a confusing and scary time, and I want you to know that I am here for you. If you would like my support, you can join my private Facebook group called The Profitable Photographer. And also I have a page, The Profitable Photographer with Lucy Dumas page. I'd love you to like. I'm trying to put as much goodness and ideas on there as I can. So connect there and share your own wisdom, tips, fears, whatever. You can also go to lucydumascoaching.com and book a Guinness acquainted call as well. I'm spending lots of time engaging my creative brain, talking to colleagues and mentors of mine so I can be an even bigger support for your success and getting from surviving what's happening now to thriving. So don't hesitate to connect. So time to introduce today's guest. Megan Brookleman. Did I pronounce that right, Megan? You sure did. Good. She's a photographer, magazine editor, and hostess with the mostest of Photo (laughs) Op Podcast. She is based in Brooklyn, New York, and works as a wedding photographer with her husband. She also has published Betrothed Magazine, which is a publication dedicated to the art and heart of a New York wedding. That sounds amazing. (laughs) She loves to help photographers with her podcast and the magazine build on their passion. So welcome, welcome, Ms. Megan. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Welcome. I'm excited that you reached out because if you've listened to many (laughs) podcasts, you know, while I have a lot of friends I interview, I love making new friends. So looking forward to it. So first off, how are you doing? What's going on in your household? Oh my gosh, what a loaded question for such a simple question. I mean, New York is basically on lockdown right now. Most businesses have shut down aside from the essential and things are really slow. I'm going to be honest with you. So are you by yourself? Do you have kids? Do you have dogs? You got your husband with you? You know, tell me about your immediate world. Sure. I've got my husband and I've got one 10 pound ball of energy. She is an Aussie doodle puppy and she is so excited that we are not getting out of bed at six in the morning to go (laughs) on shoots right now. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and it's it's the two of us in our Brooklyn apartment, and we were about to move. I'm not sure if we're literally able to move at this point, so that's also kind of up in the air. So I feel like that's on brand with everything else going on right now. It's just <laughs> all up in the air, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. What I know, though, is success is not up in the air for you or me or the listeners. We're going to get through this and we're all going to thrive at the other end of it. I'm convinced of it. So this is temporary and actually it's an opportunity to 
do some things that we never have the time to do. Anywho, we can talk more about that in the future. Okay, so I know you made a big decision recently. (laughs) So tell me about that. Well, for a little backstory, I've been shooting weddings since I was 14, so well over a decade at this point, and it's it's been on and off. And in the last few years, while my husband and I were dating and then got married, you know, we've made the decision to start building this photography business together. And, you know, we had really hit our stride. Uh, our calendar was booked full of weddings, and it was time for me to leave my full-time job. And for any photographer who's gone full-time, you know how scary of a leap that is. And I really, really held on to it for a long time because it was remote. It was marketing work, which is a lot of fun for me. And February 27th was my last day at my full-time job. And I think March 11th was the day that New York started to go on lockdown. So Mm. about (laughs) about 12 days full-time before global pandemic hit, but that has not stopped my motivation. It's put some things on pause, like all of our spring weddings, but that hasn't stopped our business and we are dedicated to pushing forward. Good, good. So I expect that you prepared, not for the pandemic, but prepared by saying, this is it, I'm going full-time, I'm quitting my job, that you have some kind of safety net for that change. Uh, Is that true? And is that like, phew, I'm glad I have that for a time such as this as well? You know, we didn't have the biggest safety net going into this. I will be honest about that. I am an open book right now. But that being said, you know, we we have some stability, but we also are finding ways to fill in those income gaps in the meantime, because we have honestly been prepared with our, our calendar absolutely booked full of weddings mm. uh, to be in a comfortable position. So, you know, advice for future photographers leaving their jobs. It's still great to have a nest egg when you do leave, regardless of whether or not your calendar is booked solid, because it turns out literally anything can happen. <laughs> literally. I know. It, like this has never been in my radar of potentials, but there's always that possibility of downturns in all kinds of ways. So I appreciate that tip. I know my listeners will as well, though right now they're probably thinking like, yeah, no, duh. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that being said, you know, I've seen a lot of stuff on social media, like in Facebook groups and on Twitter of people who have been in the photography industry for 20 and 30 and 40 years. And they're saying, well, to all these young photographers who didn't have six months of savings built up, you're clearly in the wrong business. I, I saw someone really? saying those words. And I think that is so tone deaf right now because there are people in all sorts of industries who do not have savings built up for one reason or another and it's it's hard to do that and it's hard to have that discipline and and maybe they were working on building their savings right now so no you're not in the wrong industry if you don't have savings now like we're all struggling and I'm going to tell you I don't know Megan if you know that I've been in business 38 years so I know a lot of people and Mm -hmm. I know a lot of longtime successful photographers who do not have a cushion so full disclosure for me is that in my life I have some regular steady income through a vacation rental and that of course, right now is a big zero. (laughs) So if this were to last a long time, 
rather than I believe by summer-ish, the vacation rental is going to be full because people will either want to run away from home <laughs> or <laughs> for fun or just survival. So yeah, so we all are doing the best we can, I guess I'd say. So I wag my finger and give the stink eye to the person that said that, Megan, <laughs> about real photography. We're just doing the best we can do, you know? Yeah. yeah. Another friend shared with me his panic and that he took money out of his retirement just so that he wouldn't be so scared right now to pay off credit card debt. And, you know, he's somebody that does really well. But I think the moral of this story is being successful in terms of getting work in is important. And being a good steward of our income is also important. Would you agree with that? I would. I definitely would. Yes. So what were you doing before? What job did you quit? So I had previously been working in marketing. I was doing social media and blog marketing for a tech company. And before that, I was working in fashion full time. So kind of completely different worlds than the one I'm in at this point. But photography has always been adjacent and it's always been involved in all of those jobs. You have the skill in case you needed to supplement your income, you could be doing some social media marketing on your own in between, correct? For sure. But I, I, I really am trying to fill those income gaps with other methods. I think there's a lot of creative methods for wedding photographers and for, for other types of photographers. I mean, some ideas are going back to your clients that you've had over the last year and selling them prints and, and asking them to support small business right now. I mean, it's a hard time for all of us, but not everyone is financially impacted in the same way as freelancers are. So a lot of people are looking to support small business right now. So selling prints, going back and selling albums, to clients you haven't sold albums to. And then on top of that, if you do things like family photography or headshots or portraits, there are lots of means online to sell digital gift cards. And sending out an email blast to your previous clients or potential clients that you've collected emails from, asking them to you know, purchase a gift card. And then when the dust settles, we can all go out and use these things. And that way... Mm -hmm. You know, you have some cash flow coming into your business. Another thing we've been doing that has been really helpful and sustaining because a lot of our clients are super aware of, of what it's like to be a freelancer. Uh, another thing we've been doing is collecting second payment installments for our weddings that are coming up in November, December, January, 2021. And we're saying, you know, if you pay your second installment now, we'll give you an extra hour or an extra set of prints or we'll do this or that. And it's the small barters that make all the difference because people are more than willing to help you out in exchange for something super nice on their wedding day. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to summarize and make a little list here together. So number one is you're going back to your clients and reaching out and selling them some new stuff. Is that, do I have that right? Yes, correct. Okay. And also particularly with wedding photographers, if you did not sell an album to them, getting in touch with them and seeing if you can do that. Okay, number two is with family and headshots and other, other things like that, reaching out, 
is this to former clients? Former clients and prospective clients. So we've we've collected the emails of some clients over the or potential clients over the last year or so who, you know, they really wanted a family session, but they couldn't make it work during you know, our December minis or something like that. But they really did want a family session. That's awesome. So number three was for wedding photographers, or I would also say like some of my coaching clients specialize in birth photography and fresh 48s. So I think that's a great idea. I'm going to suggest to them to ask for second installments because some of them do do it just like a wedding where there's a deposit and then there's an additional payment. And then, you know, before the the birth, there's more. So I like that. Was there a fourth? Some more ideas would be to sell some of your images to stock photo sites and see see what kind of niches you can you can work your way into in stock photography. There is a reason for stock photography for pretty much anything. Yes. So are there tips? Is that something you've done or that's something you're going to work on? That is something I will be exploring over the next month or so. But Kenneth, my husband, particularly loves to shoot still lives in his free time. And I think, you know, there's a lot of opportunity there for anyone who's searching for a picture of a shoe with a flower in it, for example, for whatever reason. Right. So I think if photographers are, are looking to make it in the stock game, thinking of those out-of-the-box images you can shoot from home or that you already have in your archives is something you can make a little extra income off of. Right. I have a friend, actually, I gave her her first photography class at, at summer camp when she was a teenager. <laughs> wow. And she does stock photography and she brings in an extra 1500 which for her expenses are lower than they would be in New York. And she probably works three hours a week on that. Wow. And she's doing so well that her name is Shelly Perry, that she has taught over, all over the world for, I'm not sure if it was iStock or another company, but, and I know people make significantly more. There was an amazing speaker at WPPI, Matt Hayward had an amazing class and he works for Adobe Stock. So that would be a good resource for getting educated on the idea of stock <laughs> photography if you all are interested. And so I love it. Stock. So what else you got? I think there are a lot of opportunities to sell Lightroom presets sets and Adobe Photoshop actions if you have a really distinctive editing style that you use. Pinterest is a really great marketing platform for selling Lightroom presets and Adobe Photoshop actions because you're not paying for it like you would with Facebook ads. And it's very visual. You can lay it out on the table and it's, it's free traffic. So why not give it a shot? Brilliant. I love how your mind is working. So I'm making a good list. Anything else? <laughs> selling wedding photography marketing products. I mean, something that a lot of photographers are doing these days is selling to other photographers. And right now is the time when photographers are trying to up their marketing game because what else do we have to do but work on our marketing? And that can look like anything from website templates to for wedding photographers, a lot of them have investment guides, which are kind of like magazine templates. There's email templates, blog post templates. There's all sorts of wedding photography and general photography marketing products. So thinking about what you're using in your own business and polishing it up if it needs it and then selling it to other photographers. Is that 
That's what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. Okay. This is a great list. I love it. What else? Pitching accessories brands for still life photography. There are still accessories brands who are able to keep on getting their creative content out there because they're not working with any models. They can have photographers shooting from their homes. If you have a small home studio set up, we don't, we don't have space for a full studio in our apartment, but we do have space to set up, you know, a sawhorse and a small seamless and work on still life photography. So pitch to some of your favorite smaller accessories brands and see if they are looking for any social media or web still lives. So thinking outside of what you are normally doing day to day and seeing if there's another photography, like we've got cameras, we've got skills, figuring out where else we can use those, such as things like accessories. I'd say food photography would go in with that, going back to the stock photography, people who do really well in stock photography, I'm sure you know this, are people who are feeding it content regularly that are not sunsets and pictures of flowers, but yeah. some things that are editorial. So yeah, I can see how this would be a really good time to do something a little bit different in your photography in areas where they're still going to need marketing, advertising, that machine is still continuing, right? And like you said, food photography is a big one. There are a lot of local restaurants who are trying to stay open right now. They need content. Even if you're not making money off this, you can still be supporting your community and, and say, hey, if you can have this delivered to my house, since that's probably the safest method of doing it, or if you can pick up some takeout from them, you can let them know you'll take photos for their, for their brand and their social media. And they'll remember you when times are not so hard. <laughs> I just had a good picture. Stand on a street corner with a sign that says, we'll work for food by photographing it. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to keep that distance. So it needs to be a big sign. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and these are all great tips. I'm hoping some people are listening to this six months from now and getting excited about all the possibilities. It, you know, that things, things are back to to semi-normal and everything is cranking back into gear, but these are great ideas in general for not just ways to survive a worldwide pandemic. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think every day can feel like a worldwide pandemic in our lives if we don't have money coming through the door, right? That's fair. That's fair. I'm a big fan of the idea of passive income because I know photographers go through seasons of drought and seasons of abundance and finding ways to fill those gaps is so important to, to keeping yourself motivated and staying afloat. Okay. Anything else on that list? You've got... Oh, <laughs> I would say, you know, there's a lot of local grants out there for artists and for Ooh. people who are struggling right now. So look into your, look into local grants. There's a lot of tech companies and other like creative companies as well, who are also putting together grants and funds for, for struggling freelancers right now. Uh, I'm like gobsmacked. You've really been thinking in the last two weeks. <laughs> I'm sure. I, I have to be. <laughs> Because you're like, I just quit my job. Yeah, okay. I I mean, I'm trying to be as candid as I can be, you know. I'm sure I'm not the only one in the position of what's coming next, you know. My my primary source of income is weddings and with gatherings of 
know more than what two people allowed right now. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, you, you gotta figure out other things. Yeah, I am sure you can imagine that I have weathered many, many recessions. Nothing like this, and hopefully nothing like this ever again. But you know, the future is uncertain. But what I found is people who just sat like deers in headlights or didn't do anything other than what they've already done were the ones that went out of business. I have so many photographer friends who just didn't make it through the tough times because they didn't do anything new. And what I've always done is pretend I'm just starting my business again. And so this list to me fits right in with that concept. The second part, the first part is mining the gold that we already have in our client base. That's what I'm hearing from you. And the second part is basically the kinds of things that someone just getting into business might, might be considering. Do you have thoughts on that? I think as well, what you said about people sitting like deer in headlights, there have been days in this last week where I did not leave bed. And there are going to be a lot of days like that in the coming weeks where we're not sure what's coming next. And I also want to reiterate that even if you're not doing all of this stuff right now, even if you're just thinking about it, that's still progress. And it's okay to be sitting like a deer in headlights right now, just as long as you're not doing that until this is over. Like you can't be sitting and waiting until it's over, but you can take days, take hours and just and sit and not be functional because everything is a little dysfunctional right now. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I mean, I definitely want to throw that out there for people because it's, it's really hard right now and it's okay not to be completely self-motivated and being like on top of every single part of this list. Right. I'm so glad you brought that up because what I was referring to was their long-term strategy of doing nothing until it was over. It's the same as any loss that we have or, you know, we lose a job or lose a loved one or move or anything that kind of sets us back on our heels. We have to give ourselves time to feel it, to not function, to grieve, to <laughs> stare out the window, <laughs> uh, you know, what, whatever we need when that energy returns or when those spaces of productivity are there, then to have tips like what you've given us to have ideas of what to do with that time and that space and that extra energy. Cause that's the thing too, as we get so busy, you know, what I see a lot is, People market like crazy and then they get really busy and then they're too busy to market. And so then time gets quiet. So this is sort of like that in between time. I'm a doer and it has been challenging to allow myself to watch a lot of TV and and not be do 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 doing. And do you know the concept of letting fields go fallow fallow? Do you know that term? I haven't heard that before. Okay, so in farming, good farming practices are that you grow your crops, grow your crops year after year, and then you allow the field to go fallow, F-A-L-L-O, which is to not plant, and that lets the soil revive itself. You know, in the days of now with chemicals and everything, I don't know as the big farms do that, but down in the history of farming, there is a as a period of time where it's healthy and more productive to have the fields doing nothing 
for a year. Um, and then the yield is much, much better that next year. There's even, there's a beautiful uh, Judy Collins song called I Miss the Fallow Times. I think that's what it's called. And if anybody wants to Google that and see if you can find it, it's a beautiful song. I don't know if it would help anybody in this search circumstance, but anyway, music is always good. <laughs> Music is always good. That's correct. Yes. So do you have more things on your list? I mean, I can, I can keep going, but okay. there are all, let's say three there more. Are, there are all sorts of photography contests online you can enter. And usually, you know, these either have cash prizes or, you know, at least marketing and SEO value for you to get your name out there. So one little but, caution with some of those, I'm sure you're aware of these. If it says in the clause, we can, you give us permission to use your photographs anywhere, anytime, whether you're a winner or not. That may be something where uh, a company is trying to get free photographs. So, Read the fine print for sure. Yes. So cash, marketing, SEO, bragging rights. It's amazing how being an award-winning photographer, being able to say that, it doesn't matter what award you've won. <laughs> it, it is impressive to people. I remember the person that did my first wedding, he had one ribbon from the local photography association. He'd, he'd gotten one merit uh, through PPA. And I just thought that made him like the top photographer in San Diego. And he, he did a really nice job on my wedding and it helped sell me on him. So I love that idea. Yeah. It doesn't matter which award it is as long as you're award winning, right? Yep. So that being said, you might look for local contests or state fairs. San Diego County Fair has a photography exhibit every year. And it, you might look for places like that where you can even just be on display. And it's a nice time to challenge your creativity and look through your your body of work and see if there are some things that have a potential, even if it's not going to win a prize to be in a show like that. So perked a little thought for me in the, what do I do to stay creative? So two more. Suggest elopements for when things start to cool down a little bit, because elopements are, you know, a good alternative. There's a lot of people who are postponing their 100, 200 person weddings basically indefinitely right now. And I've spoken to several couples who, you know, they're just saying, screw it. I think I will elope instead. And once, you know, gatherings of certain amounts of people are allowed, suggesting elopements and creating elopement packages for those people is going to help you keep bringing in business for when, for when it's not quite back to normal, but it's getting there. Yeah. 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 And I'm also thinking people who like for example, you have booked, letting them know that as soon as things are appropriate, you could do portraits of them in their wedding clothes if when they're available. I generally, when I do weddings, my goal is to have a wall portrait and a book from the engagement sessions that is a separate, they budget separately for that. So if I were primary wedding photographer right now, I think I'd be making sure to boost, the, you know, to book those sessions if they haven't already, if they haven't done engagement or they 
don't have it scheduled to get those hopping to get some income coming in as soon as um, we're allowed to go out the, our front doors <laughs> regularly. Yes. Thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, that kind of leads into the next point that I was going to bring up, which would be to just start setting up sessions like engagement sessions or portrait sessions, family sessions for the early fall when when we are hopefully certain that things are better. But being able to book those now or for your 2021 couples, making sure that they get their engagement sessions booked for this fall and taking those deposits or taking those holds, that's going to keep some cash flow in your business. And it's going to make sure Sure that as soon as things are better, as soon as we're able to, like you said, leave our front doors on a regular basis, you're going to have bookings. You're going to have solid work secured. Right. So it sounds like you, in between whatever kind of natural fears that might come up in your mind, <laughs> that you have a lot of confidence. This is a period of time and it's not going to last forever. And that being proactive now is your plan. Then the floodgates will open and you'll be in a really great position. I am very hopeful that after this period of drought, there will be a flood because people will eventually want to get married again. You know, they will want to have their wedding and people are very cooped up right now. There's, there's going to be a point when we're allowed to go out again and they are going to want to celebrate not being in their house, seeing, seeing the same view out their window every single day. And right. when that day comes, hopefully photographers are ready for that, which is why this is also a great time to be working on your marketing. Right, right, right. And also for people listening in, let's say, 2021 to this episode, because I notice every episode continues to gain listeners. These are all things that can do anyway. That They're not global pandemic specific, <laughs> right? Correct. Yes. <laughs> and especially good lists for people who are new in the business to think about ways to grow your business. Something I'm not sure, are you doing coaching for photographers? You help photographers build on their passion with your podcast and magazine. Have you had some one-on-ones as well? No, I haven't started coaching directly yet. I have been building up my podcast right now and kind of getting the conversation flowing with other professionals. And also I've been writing blog content on this for a couple of years now, but coaching is definitely in my future at some point, but I, I want, I don't want to be launching anything during honestly, times of global crisis, which I've seen a lot of, like I said, you know, I've been looking at a lot of Facebook groups and stuff. And I've seen a lot of people saying like, this is the time to launch. This is the time you should be getting people in the doors. And I am not subscribed to the idea that we should be using this time of need as a time to fulfill our own I I guess needs like that. Like I think most of the ideas I put out there for staying afloat and filling those income gaps and creating passive income, they're also giving something back to your clients and they're giving something to these people who who value you or they're giving something to a community. But I am not subscribed to the idea that right now is the time to launch big things. I think we should wait a little longer till the tide rolls through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the reason I asked that question, but I love your answer because there might be people thinking, oh, one way I'm going to supplement is to teach others or do some coaching. And I appreciate your 
your thoughts on that of maybe giving that some, you know, letting that marinate a bit. When I began coaching, one of the things that surprised me is how many people were not keeping a list of their clients and staying in touch with them. And I'm not just talking about new photographers that didn't realize it or that were shoot and burn. So all they had was emails and they didn't even have their phone numbers. I'm talking about some seasoned professionals who hired me to help them kick it up to a next level. Not like when you say go back to clients and sell their prints. How many photographers don't have lists? that they can even go back to. They don't know how to get in touch with people. And I'd say that over my 38 years, that is one of the strongest things I've done is to keep all information and send, even if I didn't send a lot of snail mail, sending at least a yearly holiday card in order to keep up with where my clients are. So that then now I can get out my list, start making phone calls, start sending emails. So this would be a really good time to go through whatever you have. I have coaching clients that have like boxes and boxes of forms that people filled out for, let's say a a preschool or a mini session or something that they never put that information in the computer. So yeah, I, and I bet. I bet that is more, way more than half, way more than half of photographers keep good records and don't stay in touch with former clients. So yeah, with some extra time and some extra hands around the house, maybe some family members, teenagers that can help type in data, get out those records. <laughs> and yes. and it, you know, to me, one of the activities that I've done every time it's been crickets, <laughs> for whatever reason, is to do those things like that, that put me ahead of the game later that I always think I'm going to get around to. And then once you have that, then you can call them, you can email them. Uh, I still think snail mail has a lot of value. You can send out lovely postcards just saying, hey, I'm thinking about you. And we're still here. It just getting top of mind with our clients, going to clients and contacting them just to say hello and see how they're doing is yes. something in the short run before cranking up any other, like, let's try to make some money from them just because it, it might be a little awkward feeling at first. Would you agree? Like, and, yeah, for sure. I yeah. mean, I mean, sending out our email saying, you know, please consider purchasing prints. We're a small business. We love this session, blah, blah, blah. It feels super uncomfortable, but so many people are understanding, you know, now and in the future. And I think, I think prints bring value to people's lives. Putting together a blog post to educate them and to show them the value of creating heirlooms can be an easy way to educate your clients and make it so much less awkward because if you're putting reasoning behind it and you're not just saying, buy my prints, buy my albums and giving them something that's special to them, it's, it's a completely different experience. It's not a selling experience. Right. And my thought is if it's a little early to feel comfortable doing that, just making calls to your favorite clients to just socialize and connect with them. I mean, I'm sure by the time you've worked with 
with couples and whoever you photographed, you feel like friends. So, yeah. So I'm also suggesting that if it feels a little awkward this week or next week, just making some phone calls to say hello is a good warm up to that because this business is all about relationships. Yes. yes. I keep up with a lot of our clients, former and upcoming via Instagram. We text with each other. I check in on them. You know, I checked in on them before this happened just to see how they were doing and how everything was going. And I'm checking in on them now as people because they, they should be your friends or at very least good acquaintances. Yes. Yeah. I have one of my early podcasts, Megan, was a friend of mine, Abby Chamberlain, and she takes people to lunch every week and calls every one of her favorite clients at least twice a year. And she hardly has to market because every one of her clients, once she gets one, it's not just for this, you know, this season, we're going to photograph, I'm going to sell them art. It's they become a lifetime client. So these things are evergreen. All of these suggestions are evergreen, not just spring 2020. So absolutely. And I think, I think something you said earlier has a lot of value and that's in handwritten snail mail, make an effort to write your clients a holiday card, a Valentine's day card, whatever it is that you feel suits your business. And what we do is we send out holiday cards, but we also use a service every once in a while and it's going to sound a little lazy, but for people who might be a little lazy like me, there are services like handwritten and that's spelled with a Y and it will have a robot basically handwrite the card for you. Like it's, it's got a pen in its hand and they handwrite cards and you can send them to clients. And it's like, it's like two bucks a pop just in case you really don't have that time. Uh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> and I think postable is another one. Yeah. I'm so thrilled that we kept this appointment. And um, I had no idea that you would have everything I wanted to share, <laughs> things I didn't know, available for my listeners and anybody that I'm now going to be talking to. So I have two questions and I want listeners, I want you to remember to stay tuned for the wrap up where I'll give a little summary. So question one, how do we get in touch with you? Well, my name is a bit of a mouthful, so you can definitely check the show notes for these, but uh, meganbrookleman.com is my website and you can shoot me a message from there. Or if you are a big Instagram user, feel free to shoot me a DM because my username is the same as my website. Again, you can probably check the show notes because it's just a mouthful. Other than that, you can find me on Twitter, Pinterest, and Facebook, all under the same spelling. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So do you have one last something that you want to be sure that people hear from you? Some, something you want to share? Yes. I will say don't give up on yourself and don't give up on your business right now. Take time to breathe. Take time to be a human. I know, like you mentioned earlier, it's difficult to sit down and watch TV and relax when you are a doer. But if you are a doer, take some time and reset, recharge your batteries, 
and relax. And if you're feeling like a deer in headlights right now, that's okay too. Take your time, but don't give up. Yes. I love it. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Megan, so, so much. And I know that this was divine timing that we had this conversation. (laughs) I believe in all that woo-woo stuff (laughs) Um, or coincidence or I don't know how this all works, but I know it does. There's no accidents. That's my That's my feeling. So really appreciate this conversation. And I want to remind my listeners, I have an Instagram as well. It's the profitable photographer underscore pod. And I've been um, posting all of my shows there. So if you follow me, then I believe you will see every week, you will have the instant link to my latest show. So again, Megan, thank you. Thank you so much. And I look forward to uh, staying in touch. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so great. I'm back with the wrap up. Wow. That was just what I needed to hear. And Megan, we had a little chat after she said goodbye. And she said, listening to her say all these things also was good for her to hear. Because, you know, when we give and share and teach others, we're also listening. So she has been doing weddings since she was 14. She decided to quit her job in February, right before the global pandemic. So we talked about how she's approaching that. And we talked about having a nest egg and the importance of that. And how even uh, this was something I contributed, that some of the best, most prosperous photographers I know on the outside are not saving nest eggs. And at times like these, I've seen take people down that you would ordinarily think could thrive through it. So as things turn around for you and the world looks different and your business grows, 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 because that's what I see for you. I affirm that for you, that you will start putting aside emergency funds that you don't touch, that you forget you even have just an automatic percentage of everything you bring in, uh, I recommend 25 or 30% that just goes away from your budget so you don't even know you have it. So she gave some great, great tips. Number one is to go back to clients. Tips for how to um, get some cash through the door and you know build some new, some new things. So one is to go back to existing clients and offer to sell them prints, albums, Ask them to support small businesses by pre-purchasing additional art. She also suggested selling gift cards, getting in touch with client lists, whether they're former or potential current clients, and e-blast and see if they will support you by purchasing gift cards. The next one, I I guess this is number three, is if you're doing weddings or some other event, ask for that second installment payment and that you'll give them a bonus of some kind. I would not say a discount, but a a bonus. She calls it small barters. Number four, you might think about and look into doing stock photography, seeing if that is an area that would be fun for you that you could look through what you already have and also be creating some photographs that could 
totally be um, used in stock photography. Number five is if you have some great presets or actions, you can sell those to other photographers. And she said that Pinterest is a great place to grow that income. Number six is if you have templates or investment guides or anything that you've used in your own business, uh, wedding photography, she referred to particularly, but there's others, you can sell your stuff. I like that idea. Number six is, well, maybe that was six, so seven is to look at other uh, like accessory, and I threw in the idea of food photography, is something you can photograph in your home that people still need photographs of. So someone has jewelry that they make, they need photographs of their jewelry. So look for those kinds of things. She mentioned local grants for artists, and I thought that was brilliant. A photography contests and things that can increase, you can win prizes, or even it helps you market, it gives you bragging rights. Number 10 was suggesting elopements to clients or elopement style photographs. And then she mentioned start setting up sessions for early fall. So that is it for now. And I'm sending you all a bunch of love. And if you're listening to this a year from now, 2021, I'm sure you are thinking, oh my gosh, all of that stuff did happen and all is well. And also want to share with you that all is well all the time. If you hold that in your heart, that not just we're going to survive whatever happens to you. You know, we all have our personal life changes that set us back on our heels and give yourself the time you need to catch your breath and um, just create some mantras that, that help you get energized and feel confident and um, know that I am sending you the biggest, safest virtual hug possible that I love each and every one of my listeners, even if I've not seen you because you're in 49 countries now. So uh, hard to get around. And thank you a million times for supporting the Profitable Photographer and me. Bye now. You have been listening to The Highly Profitable Photographer with Lucy Dumas. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share. To connect one-on-one and learn more about our coaching programs, just go to lucydumascoaching.com. Until next time, go have fun photographing and selling your work.